Welcome to Lakeside Church's message podcast. Our prayer is that you fall in love with Jesus, find your church family, live in freedom, and be active in your purpose. Let's join the message already in progress. He's a pastor, missionary from Mexico. We've known each other for a while, since the 90s, so that's kind of a little bit of a while. And his church is just exploding down there. Um, I can't brag on what God is doing enough. He's going to talk about that today. But they have a church down in Mexico where like 95% of the people have no, in your church, no um, experience with Christianity. And it's like 450 people a week now. So 95% of those people have come to the Lord in this church. They go and they feed um, kids. They have a feeding program. And he's the real deal. Lara, come up here. Your wife, come over here. And the kids, they can come up here too. So he's going to share with us this morning. And my goal um, is that you guys would hear what's going on there. And then we could possibly next summer or um, in the future take a team down there. Because I believe that when you go and you go and serve somewhere else, yes, you bless the place. But yes, it does something inside of you. You'll never be the same. So do what you're going to do, brother. We appreciate you. Thank you for coming. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. I want to, my name is Isaac Gutierrez, that's my name, um, and I said, you can say Gutierrez if you can roll your R's, I'll give you a cupcake for the ones that are in the back. I know it's a little difficult for some, but this is my wife, Laura, and this is our baby, Liam, and my other baby boy is around there somewhere, you can see a kid with a comb over, that, that's my boy, his name is Isaiah, we're really glad to be here. I want, I want my, my wife to say hi to you guys before I continue. Good morning, it's so nice to be with you all today. Uh, I met probably Emmerich and Chris probably nine years ago when, when my husband and I, we were just dating at that time, and I was able to go meet them and get to know them. And it's such an honor now to be able to, to come back and see all that God's done in their lives, the growth that God has given them, the provision God's given them. And we're so excited to be here. We come from a city called Aguascalientes, Mexico. It's central Mexico. And my husband and I have been pastoring there for about six years. And God just is doing awesome things. We're seeing miracles take place day after day after day. And we're really excited for what God's doing. And one thing that I, I always share is that the God we serve in Mexico is the same God that we serve here. There's not a different God that crosses over borders or one that can't cross over borders. It is the same God. And the miracles that we're seeing there are the same miracles that can take place here today. So I just ask you to prepare your hearts, to raise your expectation. If you need something from God today, we know that God is going to meet you where you are. And we're so excited to be here to serve you. Please, at the end of service, come back, say hi to us back in the back, and we'll get you your, your free shirts. Thank you. Amen. Yeah, we got, we got some t-shirts. My wife and I have a shirt brand that we distribute. Right now, we're touring several cities here in the U.S. Uh, we're visiting several churches and several families, and I want to thank Chris and Emmerich. You guys are a blessing. They're friends for a long time of mine, and I, I don't consider them as friends. I consider them my brothers, my sisters, and that's the way it works in the body of Christ. How many can say amen? You got, you, got to, you got to get used to that because I tell people, I hope you like the person that's next to you because you're going to be in eternity with that person. And, you know, and knowing my God's sense of humor, he is so humorous that he will, if you don't like that person that's sitting next to you, he'll probably be your neighbor in heaven. So you better watch out and you better love him right now. Amen. I hope I'm preaching to somebody. You better love on your neighbor, brother. I mean, I know we have, we have different ways and certain styles, but, but at the end of it all, we're all children of God, and we're all brothers and sisters, and, and we're, not, we're united by the DNA of the blood of Jesus, and that's, that's enough. That's enough for us. So I, even though we're here and I'm far away from my home, I feel at home with you guys. Is that okay? I want to thank everybody that's come up to me and, and said hi to me, and, and at the end of the service, I would love to 
to say hi to you and shake your hand and give you a hug if, if that's okay. You know, we, we, don't, we don't believe in personal space in Mexico. You know, that's something made up by Americans. But, um, but when we're in the body of Christ, I mean, there is no personal space. This is like, this is the space where God's presence is manifest. Amen. So, guys, I just want to share a little bit with you, give a little bit of testimony of what we're doing in Mexico. This is a city we work at. This is Aguascalientes, which means hot waters. One of the reasons it's called hot waters is because uh, there's, a, there's a, a hot springs that, that come out from the ground. So the Mayans and the Aztecs, back in the day, they would go vacation to this place called Aguascalientes. And that's why they called it Aguascalientes, hot waters, because there's hot springs. But anyway, I want to show you guys some pictures. Can you give me the next uh, slide, please? There you go. That's, that's uh, me right there with my wife and my sister and our worship team. This is our church in Aguascalientes. And, man, we love the worship. Anybody here love the worship? Oh, that was like halfway yes. Okay, but okay. Anyway. Anyway, the next slide. Give me the next slide, baby, please. And this is our feeding program. This is the kids that we have in our feeding programs. We have three feeding programs right now. And we, have, we feed over 200 kids a week in these feeding programs. These feeding programs are obviously uh, created uh, in rural areas, a little bit more... Um, you know, more uh, needy type of people uh, with bigger needs, should I say. And uh, they, they, uh, they really need our help, and we, we go to those neighborhoods. And this is a way that we can share the gospel with these children. And not only these children, but we tell the children, you know what, invite your parents tonight. We're going to have a service, and we're going to talk about Jesus. We're going to talk about God. We don't talk about, we don't tell people religion. We, as a matter of fact, Mexico is a very religious country. So we don't tell people we're going to change a religion or talk to them about religion. We tell them we're going to talk to them about Jesus. And what we realize is that, you know, for some, Christianity is a religion. For me, it's not. I believe it's a relationship. You know what I mean? And we tell people, we want you to know Jesus. The, the Jesus that you say that you worship, we want you to get to know him, not just believe in him. But so we do this, and we have these feeding programs, and we get to feed all these kids, and such precious kids. Can you give me the next slide, please? And it's just a big blessing. You can see these are the, some of the outreaches. These are the mission churches we have. This is where we also have feeding programs. This one on top. On the left is called Cañada Onda. It's a mission church like 30 uh, minutes away from our city. It's, a, it's, it's the only Christian church in the whole town. There's over 8,000 people in this town, and this is the only Christian church, and we're reaching those people out for Christ. This is in the right side. You can see this is a newer mission that we just started not too long ago, and uh, we have a feeding program there, and we're starting the mission there, and there's, uh, it's a very poor, poor area where we're starting this church, this ministry, and it's been growing exponentially. We're seeing God's hand. In a mighty, mighty, mighty way. We're seeing people. We just had a, um, a family come to the church, and they invited us to go to their house to go pray because they had a, a little girl that was demon-possessed. Well, when the team came in, they saw a little girl just shaking underneath a blanket hidden, and they took the blanket off of her. They cast the demons out of that little girl. She got saved and delivered. And then the first thing she did, she started talking. She said, Mom, I love you, Mom. And she went to the kitchen, to the fridge, and she started getting food. The mom starts weeping like crazy, and we are like, what happened? And she's like, you don't understand. My, my daughter hasn't spoken in months, and she hasn't eaten in months. The demons inside of her wouldn't let her eat or speak. So the first thing she does when she gets set free, she says, Mom, I love you, Mom. And she goes to the fridge and gets some grub. That's a good kind of deliverance. Anybody say amen on that? That's a good kind of deliverance. If it's about grub, it's a good thing. Yes. Next, next slide, please. Uh, these are some of the outreaches we do. Uh, we, we do, on, out, obviously, to reach out to people, to the community. Like Chris said, it's true. Like over 90%, 95% of our church have never been to a Christian church in their life, ever. So they're, they're, it's, it's something that's happening that God is captivating their hearts, and God is bringing them closer uh, to, to, to him. He's drawn them to them. So put the next slide, please. 
Uh, this is another outreach. You can see our church is on the right-hand side. That's our church building. That's a park that the government built in front of our, in front of our church. We never asked for it. They just said, this is where a park's going to go. We said, praise God. We don't mow the lawn. We don't um, um, water the plants or the trees. The government does all that for us. So it's, it's been a huge blessing. And this is where we do outreaches for kids. We do skits, dramas, a bunch of different awesome things that we do there. And we always, when we, when we do these evangelism events, we always get at least 80 people saved in every single event that we do. And all those people get connected to the church. And it's, it's just amazing, everything God's doing down there. Next slide, please. This is another outreach. You can see that there. We're out in the, in the middle of the ghetto, in the middle of nowhere. And there's people coming. There are people hungry for God. The city where we minister at, and it's called Aguascalientes, the city, there's, there's less than 5% of the whole city is Christian. Not even 5% are Christians in the city. The city we are in is, uh, is 1.2 million people in the city. So we have a lot of people. And, you know, that, that gets some people scared, but that gets me excited because that's like, it's a new ground. There's a lot of people that need to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ. Next slide. This is uh, the downtown area. This is something my wife and I do. It's called worshiping in the plaza. So we'll, what we'll do is we'll put on Facebook, on social media, that we're going to be worshiping in the plaza a certain day. And kids all over the city, I mean, Christian kids all over the city, come over and they worship with us. And we bring acoustic guitars and cajones and drums, and we do acoustic set, and we just start raising our voices here. We had over 300 kids here, all young people. Uh, worshiping God right there in, in, underneath the eagle. You can see that eagle. That's the main plaza of our city. Next slide. Okay, this is a baptisms. We've been having to do more baptisms than we've ever have, had in many, many years because there's so many people getting saved. There's so many people coming to Christ and not just coming to church. I don't know if you understand the difference. It's a difference of people coming to church and a difference of people coming to Christ. Huge difference. I, I grew up in church, so I know what it is to come to church. And there's a huge difference about coming to church and coming to Christ. See, I came to church all my life, but I, got, I, got, I came to Christ when I was 16. And my life was changed forever. So what we do is what's happening is people are coming to Christ and people are coming up to me and say, Pastor, I need to get baptized as soon as possible. I'm going to follow Jesus for the rest of my life. My life is never going to be the same. So we're starting to have baptisms very, very often. And so, we, uh, so I bought this water tank. You guys can see it here. It's, it's a water tank that we cut off the top. So we could have it in our church so we could just fill it up right away and start baptizing a bunch of people. So every time we do, we have like, th for like 30 or 40 people get baptized every single baptism. Here what we do, this is the right side. You can see this is a movie theater. What they do, we got, we got in touch with management in our movie theaters, and they allow us when there's a Christian movie to, to be able to have access to a whole movie uh, room, a uh, theater room, should I say and in this theater room, we fill it up with people. People get in. We, get, we give them free tickets. They come in, and then we preach the gospel to them after the movie's over. They give me the microphone, and I start preaching Jesus Christ, and people start getting saved in the movies. My wife and I, we, we're big movie fans. Anybody like movies here? Anybody like going to movies? If you really like me, you can take me out to the movies. I'm just saying. It's just a commercial I want to put out there. Yesterday was my wife's and I, five-year anniversary is when we got married. Yesterday, yeah, yeah. Thank you. We had paper plates for dinner. Yeah, you're, thank you, Emmerich. I appreciate that. It was great. Uh, next slide, please. And this is our church, guys. This is our church in Oscalientes. It's a, it's, a, it's a growing church. It's a, uh, just, people, just people go, and we, we're just seeing God's power manifest in so many different ways. And we're so privileged because we know this is not us. This is not me. This is God 
100%. And God keeps teaching us that one and other and other and more times. He keeps teaching us it's God's, it's God's work. It's God's people. And he's the one that's doing the work. And we're seeing tremendous amount of things. I'm excited. Uh, Pastor Chris told me that you guys are planning going down to Mexico. Go visit us. And, man, we're excited to have you guys. You guys will love it. And I, let me tell you something. Your life will never be the same. Even, though, even if you don't say amen to that, it's true. Your life will never be the same. You're never going to be the same man, the same woman ever again. Because uh, when you go down to another country, you experiment a different kind of, of uh, atmosphere. It, trust me, your, your life is going to change. And I really believe, and I'm excited for you guys. And, and, and you know, it, there's a saying in Mexico we say all the time, mi casa es su casa. It means my home is your home. Whenever you guys want to come visit us, we're more than glad to have you guys. We have a big house that God has blessed us with, with a lot of rooms and a lot of floor. We have a lot of floor. And a lot of sleeping bags. So if you guys want to come down, I'm just kidding. We have a lot of place and a lot of space. And we're excited about having you guys come over next year. If the Lord willing, you have, you have a home with us. Amen. Why don't we give the Lord a big hand here today? Yes. Thank you. I want to share a little bit about this with you because, you know, the world we live in today, and I even see this in Mexico, especially in my generation, it's, it's the comment that a lot of people say and a lot of people mention nowadays is that, uh, the, I, a lot of people come up and even in social media say, I don't believe in God because, you know, because there's no evidence of God. But the truth is, there is, is evidence of God. We can see it everywhere. But one of the most vital and important evidence in this world of, of God, of Christ Jesus, of the power of God, of his love, is you and I. Did you know that? You know that Christ Jesus, he will come back for his people. I hope that you'll go with, with us. I'm, I'm hoping, you know. But, you know, let me tell you something. Christ is here now, and he is here in, in through you. The Bible says that we are the light of the world. The Bible says that the light, of world, the light of the world shines in and through us to the world. You are the light of the world. Can you tell the person that's next to you? Tell them you are the light of the world. Amen. You, you guys believe that or no? I'm seeing some insecure faces around here. I hope you guys believe it because you are called. We are called to be evidence. See, when God sent me to Aguascalientes, to this church, this mission church, when we took it over seven years ago, my wife and I, we had, we had like 30 people coming on Sunday mornings. We had like three people coming on Wednesday nights. And I was excited. People look at me and they're like, why are you so excited? There's like nobody here. I'm like, exactly, because I know what God's going to do. And I'm the evidence of what God has done and what he can do in other people's lives. Maybe you're sitting here and God set you free from addiction. God set you free from a disease in your body. I don't know what it was, but you are evidence. We are evidence that Christ is real, that Christ is powerful, that God loves. You and I are the evidence to the world. And you know, and you know what the world is looking for? They're looking for evidence. The truth, if we want to be realistic, if you talk to my generation, my generation doesn't want to come to church. They don't want to come to church. It doesn't matter how, how nice you invite them to church. They don't want to come. They want to see Christ in you. They want to see Christ in you. I tell people in our church, don't invite people to the church. Be the church for people. Don't invite them. Okay, I, I know this is uh, something that's different for some people, but I tell this to our church. I said, you know what? You got to stop inviting people to church. Just be the church for people. Meaning, if you see a need in somebody at work, you don't say, hey, we'll come to church, we'll pray for you. No, you say, can I pray for you right now? Can I lay hands on you right now? I believe the word that it says, well, you will lay your hands on the sick and they shall be healed. I believe that. So people are like, what's going on? And I said, you know what? I go to the streets. I don't tell people I'm a pastor. I don't. Who are you? I'm a son of God. 
Because my identity is not in my, in my ministry or in my gifts. My identity is I am a son of God. Are there sons and daughters of God in this place? My, your identity, let me, listen to me. Your identity is not engineer. It's not secretary. It's not teacher. That's not your identity. That's why we don't function the way we're supposed to function in the body of Christ. Because our identity is false. We're measured by what the world says we are. But when you see yourself as a son, as a daughter, let me say something. There's going to be authority in your mouth. Oh, come on, man. I, 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 if I'm preaching to one person, it's, it's going to be worth it. There's authority inside of you. There's evidence inside of your mouth, in your tongue. There is evidence in your hands. There is evidence that God has set you free. If God did it for you, he can do it for someone else. He can do it for someone else. So I'm telling you, church, there's something powerful. Your identity needs to be around who Christ is. And you understand that we are the evidence to the world. People are saying, I want to see the God that you worship. You're looking at his work right here in front of you. A friend of mine told me, man, Isaac, I mean, I, I love you. I respect you. But, man, you got you to show me evidence. I'm like, girl, you're looking at it. I'm standing right in front of you. A friend of mine, I said, she knew me for years. I said, you remember how I was? She's like, yeah, I remember. How am I now? She's like, you're completely different. You're a different man. You're a different man. Like, that's evidence to you that God is powerful. God took me out. He delivered me from so much junk in this world. He set me free. He loved me. He gave me the best thing I could have, I could have even imagined to ask for. He gave me my wife, which is the best gift that God has ever given me. I didn't deserve a woman like her. But yet he blessed me because he loves me. And I understood my identity is not what I do in music, what I do in a pastor, in a pastor in your church. My identity is who I am in Christ Jesus. So when I go preach, I, tell, I don't, you know, I have a different theory about it. But when I go preach the streets, I don't preach about my church. I don't preach about my ministry. I don't preach about what, you know, I preach about Christ. And you know what's the next question when you preach that way? You know what the question, next question arises? The next question is, where do you go to church? It's backwards. We have it backwards. Because we're like, come on to church. Well, yeah, I guess. I'll get, you know, everybody's going to say, yeah, yeah, one day I'll go. And they're just going to ignore you. I hate that. And I tell people in the streets, don't tell me you're going to go. I don't, want, I don't care if you go to church. I want you to get set free right here. I, ain't, I don't care if you go to my church or not. I don't care if you go to my neighbor's church. I don't care. I want you to know Jesus. And that's where you put, man, you put them in hack right there. On checkmate, I mean. You put them on checkmate. And you're like, they don't know where to go. They're cornered. I don't, don't, don't misunderstand. I'm not inviting you to a place. I'm inviting you to a presence. I'm inviting you to a relationship. Man, that makes a difference. But see, we, we preach about what we've received. So many of us haven't received more than church, so that's all we preach. But some of us have received an encounter with Jesus Christ, and that's what we preach. Let me tell you, brother, sister, you are called to be evidence to this world. Not, you know, I tell people in my church, I said, don't bring me people with needs. Don't bring me demon-possessed people because that's your job. That's your responsibility. People just get shocked. Because people see somebody demon-possessed and they say, hey, well, let, go to the pastor. The pastor's got power. We'll go, we'll go talk to him. No, no, you have power. Oh, man. You guys didn't listen to what I'm saying. I said, you have power, church. Christ didn't pay the price only, listen to me, he didn't pay the price only for our salvation. He paid the price to empower us. He left so he could give us his spirit. I want you to go in your Bible if you can. 2 Timothy. I better read a verse because if not, Pastor Chris is going to get on my case. 
2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. It's a verse that we all know very well. Well, the ones of us that read the Bible, right? I can say everybody, because. But the Bible says, can anybody read it out loud for me? I just realized I have it in Spanish. <laughs> I was going to read it in Spanish. I'm sorry. It doesn't matter. A spirit of fear. Power and love. And what else? And self-control. Sound mind. Anybody say amen to that? We know this verse very well. But see, the thing is, that's what the Bible talks and it speaks to us. And this is what we're living in Mexico. God has given us, he has not given us a spirit of fear. So you know, you know what the Bible's categorizing fear? It's, it's categorizing as a spirit. Did you know that? Fear is not part of your personality. Here we go with identity again. See? Fear is not part of who you are. It's not part of how you think. This is a spirit that needs to be broken off your life. Oh, man, I, I don't mess with demons, bro. I don't mess with spirits. I cast those suckers out. Because the spirit of fear should never have power in the body of Christ. One thing I told my wife, I said, honey, we will never, when we got married, I said, we will never, ever make decisions based on fear. Because we are children of God. I mean, that's for somebody here. I don't know who that's for. But you must never, ever, ever make decisions based on fear. Because then you're going away, and you're getting away farther from your identity in Christ. That's for somebody here. You're scared to invest. You're scared to start a business. You're scared to, to do this. You're scared to do that. Stop being scared. Pastor Chris say we're going to Mexico, and you're like, oh, no, I ain't going to Mexico. Preach? No, I'm not preaching to anybody here. Probably for our church. It's probably for our church. But God has not given us, not given us a spirit of fear. The next point, he says he's given a spirit of power. Everybody say power. Okay, say it with more authority. Everybody say power. Power. You know, how many, how many people have power in their house? Energy. Yeah, what happens? There's, there's wires in your house, isn't there? There's wires all up in the walls, all up in the roof. So when you grab, you grab that refrigerator, you hook it up to the wall, and what happens? It turns on. It's that obvious, right? Everybody knows this. If you, as long as you pay the bills... You can hook up anything you want, and it's going to get power. Am I right? What happens if you buy a TV, a real nice flat screen, 4K, smart, uh, 175,000 inches big screen, and you mount it on your wall, and you say, man, it looks nice, but what happens if you never hook it up? How many Christians are like that today? That You look good sitting in a church, but you ain't hooked up. And you got a good appearance. You dress up nice for church, that's for sure. But are you hooked up? How useless would it be to have a TV in a house with all these awesome accessories, all these awesome things that it could do, and you have never had the time to hook it up to the current, to the power? The Bible says here in 2 Timothy, he has given us a spirit of power. Come on, church. I want to wake up somebody here today. He's giving you a spirit of power. You know what power is? It's access. You know, you know that through prayer we have the power that's above all powers? We have the power of authority that created the heavens and the earth. The Bible says that with his word, he spoke the word, and the word 
became life. He said, let there be light. And, you know, I believe in the, in the Big Bang Theory. I tell people that all the time. I get, I get a lot of Christians scared. Because I believe that when God said, let there be light, there was a Big Bang in the sky. I really do believe that. But I, didn't, I don't believe it just happened just because, out of the nothing. I believe someone, a creator, spoke the word, and the word became. Oh, man. The Bible says that, and even science says that when, when it was spoken, the word, not only the sun was put in its place, but the stars in the universe were put in their place. The Bible says in Isaiah that he knows every star by its name. And he placed every star in Psalms. It says he placed every star with the tip of his fingers each one in its place. Come on, man. Do you know who you serve? Do you know who we worship when we're worshiping here? Come on. The Bible says that he's a star breather. You know how big a star is? Do you know our sun is one of the smallest stars in our galaxy? Did you know that? The, star, the sun is massive, man. But do you know this is one of the smallest stars in our whole universe? And he's a star breather. When you see, the problem is the church, we're so focused on identifying who we are as people. We need to identify who Christ is. Because my identity doesn't come in, in me believing that I'm a more than a conqueror. My identity comes in knowing who he is and what he's done for me. See, that's what worship is really about. Worship is ident- identifying who he is. What happens when you identify? Ask Peter. When Jesus said, who do they say I am? You remember that story? And the Bible says that the disciples say, oh, some say you're Elijah. Some say you're a prophet. Some say you're this. Some say you're that. Some say you're just a bunch of baloney. I know you guys use that word here in the States. I don't know what, the, I don't know what it means, but it sounds offensive. But then the, Jesus made the right question. He said, what, who do you say I am? Come on, man. What if God asked you here this, this this morning? Who do you say I am? Well, you're the one that goes to my church. The one we worship every once in a while. But God, what if God asked you that question? Who do you say I am? I love Peter's reaction. You know what he said? He said, you are the Messiah. You are the Son of God. Woo! Man, it gets me excited. Once Peter identified Christ, Christ identified Peter. And said, I tell you, you are Peter. Man, come on. If you're lacking identity, what you need to do is worship. You need to identify who he is. And then when he identify who he is, he's going to tell you who you are and who you're meant to be. That's why I love worship. It's, it goes beyond music. It goes beyond talent. <laughs> it goes beyond. Don't ever compare music with talent, man. It's, you're, you're low-grading it. You're low-balling that thing. Worship is much more than that. It's the identity that God gives us as his people, as his church. Because God has given you a spirit of power. Everybody say power. power. Who's going to hook up? Let me tell you this. When we hook up to the power of God, we have all the resources. Everything you need is in his power. Everything you need. I remember I was at church one day. I was working at a shop. I mean, do I still have time? Yeah. Am I good? Okay. I was working at this shop uh, at my church. I have like a little carpentry shop, and I love to do carpentry, and I'm working there. And then all of a sudden, I hear the door knocking. And all of a sudden, somebody comes up, and it's, it's, it's the Jehovah Witnesses. Has anybody knocked at your door before? Yeah. So I, I open the door. I'm like, hey, how are you guys doing? Oh, we want to talk to the pastor of this place. And I'm like, well, I'm the pastor. And they say, well, you don't look like a pastor. I'm like, oh, thank you. 
He's like, are you really a pastor? I'm like, yes, I am. Like, oh, we need to talk to the pastor. We don't tell him how wrong he is and what he's teaching these people in this church. I'm like, listen, guys, I don't really have time. I had the, I had the, the machine uh, working in the back, and I'm like, I, I'm, I'm cutting wood right now. I'm all dirty. I can't talk with you guys, but I would gladly love to pray for you guys. That's all you got to do to Jehovah's Witness. Just tell them you're going to pray for them. And <laughs> they'll run away real quick. Just tell them, hey, man, let me, just let me pray for you. Let, let's, not, let's not argue anything. Let me, just, let me just let you experience. I am evidence of the power of God. Let me just touch you. Let me just pray for you. And God's going to do something powerful in your life. Whoo, no, no, we, we got to go. We got to go. So they start running away. I close the door. Five minutes go by. Somebody knocks on the door again. I open the door. And it's the lady that came with the Jehovah Witness guy. And I said, ma'am, how can I help you? She's like, can you pray for me? I said, yeah. Give me your hand. My pastor, he taught me to, to, to get her hand. Can I have your hand, brother? Because when you have somebody's hand, it's, you come in an agreement. And there's a... Because when, when we transfer something, a deed, a title, we shake hands. So when we transfer the power of God, I shake somebody's hand. And I take their hand and said, God's going to do something powerful in your life. So I grab that man, the woman's hand. Thank you, brother. And I said, Holy Spirit, touch her. She'll never be the same. She starts shaking. <sighs> That's the power of God. I'm working another day at the church, and all of a sudden, somebody's knocking at the door, and I open the door, and there's this lady. She's crying. She's weeping. She says, Pastor, I, I, need, I need somebody to come help me. I'm, I need somebody to pray for my daughter. She's real sick in the house. I don't know what's going on with her. I'm like, what is she doing? She's twisting her head backwards, and her tongue is sticking out like a foot out of her face. I'm like, oh, I know what it is. She's like, do you? Have you ever experienced that? I'm like, oh, oh yeah, many times. Well, can you come help me? I'm like, sure. Tell me where you live. I'm going to be right there. So I kind of dusted my my pants off, my shirt off, and I start going out, for, going with her. I followed her to her house, this little small apartment in her house, and I go into the house, and all of a sudden you feel that vibe. Have you guys felt that before? And you're like, oh, I know what you are. And I said, where's the girl? Oh, she's in her room. She's going crazy. You need a helmet? I'm just kidding. And I was like, no, just tell me where she is. I'm going to go in. I go in the room. I said, ma'am, I would rather you just stay right here. I'm going to leave the door a little bit open, but just stay out here. So I walk in, this little girl, she's like almost crawling on the wall, like against gravity. I mean, one of the supernatural things, you know, the laws of gravity don't really apply. And she's twisted her head almost backwards looking at me. And I said, do you know who I am? And the demon starts shaking her head. I said, then you know what, in what authority I come in? I said, come out of her in the name of Jesus. This young girl got set free. Three minutes, in three minutes, she was completely set free from demons. She got up, she hugged me, she was crying and weeping. Her mom came up to me and hugged me, crying and weeping. Her, her little girl got delivered. How did that happen? I realized what the word says. God did not give me a spirit of fear. He gave me a spirit of power. Let me tell you something. God is not giving you a spirit of fear. He gave you a spirit of power. He's giving you authority, church. So function in authority that God has given you. Function in what God has put in place in you. Christ paid a great price for this. Why don't we use it? Why don't we as a church function? I believe that, I believe that this church is going to grow, but not based on how cool you guys do things, but based on how what the Spirit of the Lord is going to do in this house. Because when, let me, hold on, hold on, hold on. I don't have much time. When we were praying this morning, Pastor, Pastor Chris we started praying together. I felt the glory of God in this place in a tremendous way. I said, God, you're going to do something powerful in this place. 
going to do something powerful with his people. And I believe, church, that this word is for you. You are evidence to this world. Don't wait for your neighbor. Don't wait for your pastors. You are the evidence to this world, to this community, that Christ is real and that he is powerful. I pray that God this week gives you opportunities to pray for the sick. I pray that this week God gives you opportunities to lay hands on someone that's passing through a demon possession. I pray for that. So you will see what God can do even through you. I didn't believe that God could do any of this. But one day I said, yes, Lord. That's all I had to say. And God's done everything else. You can't tell me. Nobody here can tell me God can't do it with me. He can. All you got to do is say, Lord, use me. I want to be evidence to this world. Is anybody like that here? Praise God. Can we pray? Bow your head, if you will, please. Thank you, Jesus. God, I thank you, Father, for this time you allow me to be here. God, even though it may be short, Father, I just pray that this word will sink into every person's heart, Father. Lord God, I thank you, Father, for the powerful things that you've shown me. And I know there's men and women in this place, God, that have seen your power also, God. But you are calling them from this day forward to function, not only to see or experience, but to function, God, under that power, under that authority, God, that you've given us. God, I pray as a TV, Father, is hooked up to the current, to the power of a home. Father, I pray that Christians, Lord God, that men and women, that your children will hook up, Father, to the almighty power, Father. In Jesus' name, I thank you, God. Because there is authority, there is power in this house, God. There's men, Lord God, that don't even know they have authority, that you've placed great authority in them, Lord God, in this room. There's women in this place, God, that you've placed a tremendous amount of authority, God, in this room, that they don't know it, God, that they've been listening to lies from the devil. They've been living in fear, and we cast that fear out in Jesus' name. And we declare, God, your identity. We declare your power is manifested in this house, in this place, in every family, in every man, every woman, every child. In Jesus' name, we believe it, God. I believe this, Lord God, for these people, God. I just believe that you will lift this church up, God, in a mighty, powerful way. God, I believe that even other churches will send people to this church because they'll say, in this church, there's miracles happening. There are supernatural things that are going on in that church. There's healings going on. There's tremendous amount of power, God, because this church will hook up, Father, to the Almighty. will hook up to your authority, hook up to your power, God, just the way Elijah did. It. This is the way many men of God did this, Father. I believe this church will rise up in that authority, Jesus. I believe it. I declare it in Jesus' name. And I thank you, God. I thank you for allowing me to be here, Lord God, and impart my heart what you've done in our lives into this church, God. I just bless every family, every person in this house here today, Father. And I believe, God, that you're going to do awesome things. We give you, Lord, all the glory and all the honor in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hey guys, I'm Bob. <laughs> <laughs>